0: Welcome everyone on Knowing News Kids, and today we're going to be talking about self-opinion and the coronavirus outbreak. And also we've got a special guest here who is going to tell us all about their favourite book and what's so excellent about the writer. Now let's see about our favourite guest. Tim Morgan!
1: Hello Maud, Uh, thanks for having me on Knowing News Kids today.
0: Yes, it's lovely to have you
1: here, Kay. Tim. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Uh yes, I am someone who works in uh, the technology sector. Uh, I'm originally from Wales, but uh, these days I live in uh, in Bath, the um, World Heritage City in Somerset. Um, and yeah, that's me. I live. I've got one child, which is um, uh, named Maud Morgan. She uh, She's a bit like you actually, so similar age, looks a bit like you. Um, she's got her own um, podcast called Knowing News Kids. Um, and yeah, that's me. I've got a dog. Yeah, what's it?
0: Yeah. And what is your name of your dog? Win. Is he a cocker bit?
1: Yes, he is. How do you know so much about Wynn?
0: Because I'm your daughter.
1: What? <laughs> What a way to find out.
0: <laughs> okay. Anyway, the first question is, do you like correction tape or rubbers the most?
1: Um, when I'm using a pencil, I prefer a rubber or... I, I generally call it an eraser. Um, I don't know if you've ever heard that word before. Yeah. Right. Um... So yeah, and I, I generally, when I'm using a pencil, I use the eraser on the end of the pencil. Um, when I was younger, I used to, I used to when I was sort of your age, I used to have an eraser in my pencil case. And I, often I'd go to like, on a day trip and end up in a gift shop and that type of thing. And I'd normally buy an eraser, so an eraser would be like my go-to uh, stationery item from a gift shop. So I had like a Blenheim Palace eraser, Tower of London eraser... Swansea City Football Club, Eraser, you name the place, I probably had an eraser for that. So, so for that reason I have to say that erasers, um, are prob- I probably prefer to correction tape. But, I want to make one thing very clear. When I'm writing with a pen, I know that an eraser won't rub out a mistake. And for that reason, when I'm writing with a pen, if I were to make a mistake, and I wanted to correct it, and I wanted to write over it, I'd probably use correction tape. What dare I say, the pot of tipex. Um.
0: The next question I'm going to say is, do you like guinea pigs, cats or dogs?
1: Uh, dogs. I've, uh, in my life, I've owned a guinea pig, a cat and a dog as a pet. And um, dog was probably my favourite. I, I, it could have been cat. I didn't have a cat for very long. So I, I, I adopted someone's cat. I wasn't looking after it for a while, but then after a few months I gave it back to them. But I think a dog is better than a guinea pig.
0: So, your final question is, do you like riding a bike, skateboarding, roller skating, or just normally going for a walk?
1: Um, probably riding a bike out of those, yeah. So I ride a bike sometimes just for pleasure. And um, <clears throat> I sometimes ride a bike when I'm in London as well. So uh, when I go from Paddington to my office, I, I ride a bike, one of those sort of um, initially Boris bikes, so electric bikes. But uh, Sorry, so, so Transport for London bikes. But since the electric bikes have come along, I normally get a line bike or a, a jump bike, which is an Uber bike. So yeah, bike riding. I've never been able to stand up on roller skates. I've worn a pair. In fact, when I was about my 7th or 8th birthday, I think someone bought me a pair. But I never got the hang of them, and so I was always frightened about falling over and breaking my arm. Um, I did have a skateboard for a while, and I was okay at it, but I wasn't, you know, there was always people who were a bit better. I didn't really know any tricks or anything. I just used to sort of ride it along the pavement. Um, I couldn't do an ollie or... Whatever the other ones are called. Mm.
0: Yes, that, that is actually why I don't really...
1: But I have done a lot of walking before in my life as well. I wanted to know that. I've often walked between shops, to school, between offices. And I have also like walked the dog. So I think I prefer cycling, but it's pretty close. Sorry, I interrupted you, Maud. What were you going to ask?
0: So this is a next um, question. There isn't an opinion question, what is your favourite book and why do you really like it and what's so brilliant about the writer?
1: I mean, my all-time favourite book is probably something like uh, Revolutionary Road, but um, uh, the best book I've read recently is a book called Shoe Dog, which is the book about the founder of Nike. I know you've got some Nike trainers, um, to so the man who made that company. Um, it's about it's about his life and how he made Nike. What's your favourite book Maud? Well it actually
0: probably like children's books.
1: Why like, and why is that? Why do you like children's books so much?
0: I just like them. Do you? Yeah. What? I I usually like um, Fiction instead of non-fiction, right. it kind. Of, I I think it like kind of fiction kind of kind of, kind of inspires ups and kids' imaginations kind of than just real life like just coronavirus outbreak and things like that or like how the plants grow or why is there so much plastic in the sea because sometimes. All of those are true, and you should read those books because they usually give you a little bit of life advice. But if you wanted to be a writer when you're older, I would probably recommend writing a fiction book first, because in reality, people probably at kids actually probably read more fiction books than non-fiction books. In reality.
1: Yeah, you're probably right there. But do you think things like COVID-19 and Plastic in the Sea could be children's fiction books?
0: Yes, they could, actually. So you could have, like, somebody who... I used to read these books when I uh, I was, like, in, in like, year one. And they were, like, these people who were cartoon characters who were, like, called Macs and things. And they used to have this special watch that could shrink them down so then they could like explore things and they would do like crazy things that are real life things that you can do but then they're kind of like going inside a black hole but you can't really go inside a black hole but you can fly up into space and that's one thing that they did
1: so they could have made That could have been a fiction book about, say, COVID-19, one version of that. So the watch shrinks you down until you're the size of a virus.
0: Yeah, then you can probably see all the viruses around you. And then sometimes what I like to do in my head is that if you ever see a virus, like, run for your life, you can never do it because the viruses are so tiny and so small. If you can actually shrink down to the size of the virus, then you would, like, be able to, like, kind of like walk alongside it and things like that and then if it was like chasing you you could like run for your life to make sure you didn't get the virus and then to make sure you didn't need a scan to get the corona to, to test you about the coronavirus but fiction kind of it inspires you a little bit but i, I can't really the only point is i can't really understand why why it, what like, fiction books kind of in inspire imaginations. But one thing I did learn when I was doing these fiction books is that you can get non-fiction and fiction squished together. Kind of true facts and non-true facts. So what I find sometimes is cartoon characters, which are non-fiction, into a non-fiction book with lots of non-fiction facts in it.
1: I don't think there are any cartoon characters that are non fiction, are there? Yeah. Like who?
0: Um you know the ones that I was telling you about like the shrinking stuff.
1: Are they real people?
0: No. They're actually cartoon characters, but they tell you a lot of like true facts and sometimes they don't shrink.
1: I see what you mean. So they are they're fictional characters that tell you fact, non fiction based stuff
0: exactly so moving on the coronavirus yeah what do you think about the coronavirus outbreak and how do you think the nhs scientists are all dealing with it
1: well like i mean the coronavirus outbreak is pretty terrible to be honest i mean there's an awful lot of people suffering with it um i think uh, the NHS is doing their best. I think the NHS would probably be okay. I think we've probably taken measures just about in time, so we'll have enough ventilators, and I think we might have to use some emergency venues, but I think people who, who need treatment will probably get treatment. Um, I think it's a very hard thing to govern for, because there hasn't really been a pandemic like this since 1918, so, so any government isn't prepared and hasn't uh, come across it before. I always think that if you're going to complain about someone it should be because they're failing to meet expected levels but in the case of the coronavirus pandemic what is the expected level of government? Um, to know what that is you'd need to have lived in other um, pandemics which means you'd either have had to have lived in another country during the COVID-19 um, outbreak which wouldn't be possible because of uh, travel restrictions or you'd have had to have been born before 1900 and lived through the Spanish flu epidemic. And that's not possible because everyone who was alive then uh, who who was old enough to remember it anyway is dead now. So it's a bit of a once in a lifetime thing really, Maud. It's a tough time. um, But hopefully we will take enough action and get through it and hopefully things will return to normal soon. Hopefully. But
0: there's also I can tell you also one thing about people getting the virus. Would you? It's kind of like a little bit like self opinion. Another one of those. Um, is what do you think um, about using hand wash? Using you washing your hands is better or having your hands sanitized?
1: Well, first of all, I want you to know that self opinion is my favorite type of opinion um and so uh i think you should use both i think you should, use, you should always wash your hands when you've come in or you've touched something from outside or something like that um but normally you can only wash your hands in a sink so you need to be in a kitchen or a bathroom something like that now the good thing about hand sanitizer is it's portable so you can carry it with you places where you haven't got a sink so it's not a question of which is better, hand sanitizer or soap. I think the question is which is better for the circumstances in which I find myself. So for example, I'm in the kitchen, I've got some muck on my hand, I wash it in the sink. Another example, I'm out and about, I'm nowhere near a sink, I've got some sanitizer in my pocket, I use the sanitizer. You get me?
0: Yes. Also, it is. Very, very handy here is hand sanitizer. But washing your hands is scientifically proved improved a little bit better.
1: Oh I see. I but didn't realise that.
0: hand sanitizer is also just a smidge bit off.
1: It's off? Pass it cell by day? No,
0: no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I never joke with my pantomime, that that's nice what it looks like at
1: Okay, but are we self-opining about pantomimes now or are we talking about um, hand wash?
0: Uh, probably about hand wash. Um, so, um, um, hand sanitizer is just not, like, it's a little bit more like, it has lots, and lots of good ingredients with it, but the reality is that Hand soap and hand wash don't really exactly have the same ingredients in it.
1: Hand soap and hand wash don't have the same ingredients? No. Is that the reality?
0: I, I, I think so, but what I've heard, on, um, on like, there's this thing called how does stuff work and um, it says on there that it's scientifically proved that hand sanitizer is, um, no, hand soap, and
1: washing your hands is better than hand
0: sanitizer. Hmm. Interesting. So, what is your number one thing to say about the coronavirus?
1: I think it's probably what I've just said. If anything, um, that I hope we get through it. You know, if that wasn't my number one thing to say about the coronavirus, I probably wouldn't have said it when you asked me what I thought about the coronavirus. <laughs> I could give you my number two thing to say about the coronavirus. <laughs> but I think maybe it's time to wrap up this episode. What do you think, Maud? You're the, you're the host. Oh, sorry. <laughs> it going?
0: Um, Anyway, I think that is probably the last time of the episode. So, bye everyone. But all I'm going to say is there's going to be rotations around which host it is. So you might hear different voices on this. And that's only because either myself or the co-host is out. So we kind of like to rotate around which host.
1: Is this the sort of podcast where we thank our guests at the end, or are we just going to completely ignore the fact that I've made all the effort to come here? Sorry, but, you know, let's not have an argument on air. Um, so, yes, thanks for having me on, Maud. Um... I know you're grateful for me being the guest, so you don't need to thank me. You can probably probably thank me later on. But um, thanks for having me, and I look forward to the next episode.
0: Thank you as well.
1: Goodbye, everybody.
0: Goodbye.